Hello and welcome to the Mom and Pop Podcast. We are your hosts, Mark and Kat. And we're just a mom and pop trying to figure out this parenthood thing. Um, wanted to start with mom. What's top of mind for you? How has uh, you know, the last couple of weeks been for you? Uh, so I'll have to say that, I mean, I kind of apologize. It's been a while since we've done this and we weren't sure that we were going to come back to the podcast game. But over the past couple of months, people have been randomly asking us about our podcast. If we're still doing it. And it's just kind of funny where that this has gone. Yeah. And for the record, no one has asked me about how I've been doing with my podcast, our podcast. It's all been Catherine's friends and, you know, people she knows. And that's kind of been the story of this podcast. I think most, more of the, more of the listeners are her friends. So thank you to Catherine's friends out there. Thanks. <laughs> She's just much more popular than I no, am. No. So thank you guys. Thanks you. Ever, thanks everyone. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting that people have just brought it up to us and like, talked about it with us right yeah it's kind of funny because i've been kind of the more unmotivated one in this uh pair too cool for school basically not not really my my passion project but it was mark's uh but i did feel like huh i guess people like enough people are listening to this where it might it might be worth it to start recording so today i was kind of like oh maybe we should just get an episode in just to kind of update you yeah. all about our lives, if you even care about it. But yeah. um, I do want to go back to the idea that the the primary purpose of us doing this was to kind of record and document our own experiences through the parenting process. Mm. And even yeah. now, as I'm reflecting, reflecting, um, I don't really recall that much of the newborn experience other than that it's really hard. Yeah. And the idea of going back to it seems like pretty daunting. So yeah. um, it'll be nice for us to kind of review and reflect um, by listening to some of our older yeah, podcasts actually, that have been recorded. So, that, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, I've, I feel like we've talked to some people that are pregnant and are about to have their first child and other people that are planning to. And I, when they ask me like, oh, you know, how did you deal with X, Y, Z? Or how was it? And my answer to most of these things like dude life is going to be just really hard for the first three four months like expect that i can't remember exactly how we dealt with all the things Mm -hmm, you know it's like mm -hmm. it's just really tough um and you know a lot of respect goes out to all the parents out there right and Mm -hmm. definitely highly recommend if you can get some help get help with the parenting because it's not something that i feel like two people can do like you know very easily and it's just like the whole takes a village is very true in the sense with the newborn Mm -hmm. i think people bringing food over or cleaning your house or like parents doing that i think and people who are planning to have families too i think is also you know props to you all i mean it's it's tough even even getting pregnant is like a whole journey in itself mm. as well yeah or the idea of adoption which is something that we've become we were trying to become more a little informed about as well but yeah uh yeah it's crazy uh valerie is only what 16 and a half months almost 17 and uh even though we're kind of new to the game mm-hmm. i think the set the saying that the days are slow are long the days are long. Sorry. The <laughs> days the are long, are but the years are short. Yes. It's definitely, um, it's 
it's really coming alive. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm looking at these four month pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, she was so cute. I can't believe it. I can't yeah. believe she was that little. And we ha- we'll have this conversation and I'm like, I think she's way cuter now because now she can like say funny words and little sentences or not mm. sentences, but she'll say like, yes, or like, hi, bye, or please, please. It's or when like you're really speaking cute, to her right? in Korean and she's like, nah, 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 which is yes in Korean or what else does she say? For like, or like, hello, she'll be like, Ah, da, 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 da. And give you this um, <laughs> nice little pickle pow a bow, like yeah. a little belly button bowing motion. Really yeah. bows like over 90 degrees. It's, it's like so <laughs> cute. And I'm like, she was not this cute at four months, man. She was just crying and like pooping and like, oh, I was just like ready for the next stage. But now that we're in this stage, like the, I don't know what it's called, but like months between like 10 to now, like I'm, really really enjoying it and loving it and every moment I'm like or every moment I can I kind of think about like oh just soak it in because mm-hmm. this is a temporary thing she's gonna grow up and she won't be this cute and she won't be this lovable I mean she'll be lovable more in different ways and we'll be able right. to connect with her more deeply in different ways but right now it's just like really enjoyable so I'm, mm-hmm. and we're finding this groove as parents too like the naps are like more consistent. Mm-hmm. Sleeping through the night is more which consistent. Is a whole which podcast is knock on wood. session episode in itself, yeah. the whole sleep thing. But uh, it's been good. I mean, I think the one thing that we say to each other pretty often is um, to quote my old coworker, Mr. Rodriguez, shout out. Uh, he would say, or he told us, you don't think you could love mm. your child anymore, but but you do, mm. you know, as the days pass by. Yeah. And, and that's something that we always, like, say to each other. I can't believe it. Like, I love her more yeah. today than I did, like, last week. Right. If you're, like, reflecting to the day that, you know, they were born, it's like you barely... I I know you as, some, as someone that's been in my tummy for however long, but... Mm. It's more of an amazement experience, but each day that goes by and you're creating this bond with your child, it's like, whoa, like that chong, right? Yeah. That word in Korean for... a deep connection. There isn't, apparently there isn't like a real English translation of what chong means, but there's this, but I guess the closest thing to it is, yeah, like a deep affection Mm. that you just build over time with someone as your relationship grows, so... Yeah, definitely um, the experience that we've been having. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. It's so right now. It's what mid January. The last time we had a podcast was actually like, sorry, August. Right. So it's been five months. A lot of stuff has happened between then and now. You know, I, I'll just rattle. And we them wanted off. to take this time to kind of recap. Yeah, what's like, been going on? Yeah, and holidays. Uh. Lakers won the championship. Woohoo! The Dodgers. The Dodgers also, also won the championship. championship. Clayton Kershaw is a champion. Finally. He didn't choke. So all you haters out there can just go keep hating, but we won't care because he's a champion. I think we need to stop with the Joker uh, poster, yeah. movie choke poster shot. meme. It's very sad. You know, guys can just stop. <laughs> it's really pitiful. He... he 
delivered. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, what's what what's an other sport that needs to win this? Oh, the, the LA oh, Rams. The Rams. So we're we're kind of yeah. I'm not we'll a see. huge yeah. Rams. I, I'll, I'll support them because yeah. they're LA team, of course. But yeah, if they win, that'll be pretty pretty sick. Um, all for Kobe, <laughs> of course. So yeah, they have to do it for Kobe, for like Co- everyone. Yeah, everyone. Uh, <laughs> that's that was yeah. the year of 2020. Uh, since then, or since August too, we had the elections. That's crazy. Okay, stuff. let's not talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> um, and yeah, of course, the pandemic and the work from home experience, which is okay. something that we wanted to talk about more mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how that's been for us. Um, well, so, I mean, mm-hmm. in August, which. August was our last podcast, and at that point, we were still living in our temporary housing yeah. apartment. This is so the first episode we're recording in our, in in our, our more know, permanent, yeah, right yeah. now where we are at place, yeah. Uh, so, a couple of things. Uh, we are in a less bougie neighborhood, mm-hmm. but we are closer to the Korean food <laughs> and the Korean market. Which was one of the reasons why we picked this place exactly which a little bit closer to the asian stuff right yeah we can actually doordash korean food yeah to our new place which has been good (laughs) so i would like to ask you i remember you saying back in the day that norcal was quote unquote uh, what was the word unremarkable yeah unremarkable (laughs) that's right in honor of it was unremarkable. Steve Kerr, do you still Bay Area resident? Yeah. Do you still feel that way? Um, actually, my opinion has changed on mm, that. Nice. Yes. So I was wrong. <laughs> uh, the Bay Area has been very nice in terms of raising a family. Mm. Um, you can't be, you know, how family oriented. The suburbs of the Bay Area, or at least you know if you can where get we're over at. How yeah, expensive everything is. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you can't really go wrong with wherever you raise your child. I mean, who knows though? I maybe, yeah, we, we've been exposed yeah, to so little, so little. But it's yeah. it's nice in terms of it does remind me of my hometown, Irvine. Mm. But I mean, of of course, not not everything is like nice and neatly trimmed as things were in Irvine, but. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, mm. Where I think anywhere you're you're in, and where the area that we live in, there's like parks very accessible to families. Yeah. You can walk to. Everything seems to be pretty walkable. You that's, can. Yeah, that's definitely like a huge plus for families. Something I did not consider even when we were picking this place, but we really got lucky. We stumbled onto a place that's walking distance to a really nice park. Mm-hmm. Like. We had friends who met us there and they're like, this park is really nice. And they drove, you know, extra just to visit it at other times. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really lucky was just, I guess, God's plan. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, like really thankful for that. Um, I mean, the one thing about where we're living right now, it's not that accessible to grocery markets and grocery stores, yeah, which is not to groceries, that ideal, but, but you can still drive to them and because it's the suburbs there's no traffic getting there as there was when we lived in West LA yeah you know the parking lot always has parking which is something that wasn't normal in LA yeah I mean we have Target huge plus yeah the Korean markets are a little sad here yeah it's not as nice for sure but but they exist 
I mean, you can't really compare LA Korean. But the other thing was, we lived in West LA, and we actually went to the Korean market way less than we do now. Like now, we'll go at least twice a month. Maybe. Right, right. When we were in LA, it was like closer to once a month. Yeah, I'm just thankful just that it exists. And, and the funny thing is, we actually live of anywhere in the Bay Area. We are closest to a really good Korean market. But it's still not that good in comparison to like SoCal Korean markets. But that's okay. I mean, it is, exists. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Vaughn's Chicken. Oh, yeah. Solid. I I am a big Korean fan chicken. of Vaughn's. You know, really I'll good. compare it to Obi Bear. I'll actually say that's right there with Obi Bear. Yes. It's it's really good. Um, Shoot, there was something that was on my mind that I was gonna say, but I totally <laughs> forgot. But I mean, all this to say that, uh, it's funny because. I think when we were living in our, our temp area, I just could not picture myself trying to like live there long term. But now that we are kind of closer to the Korean establishments, I do feel like, oh, you know, maybe we could have made stayed a living here. here. Yeah, mm. well, maybe we could have stayed here longer. Um, it really does open that door. Yeah. Um, we also made a few friends along the way, which has been also a good reason to no think about settling here but i mean ultimately uh the thing that we have in socal that we don't have here is family in our community yeah and i think that's that's big in terms of raising um children and uh oh actually i do remember what i was going to say uh we have been kind of like we're considering go, go, um we're considering buying a home yeah and we're talking to other people who, you know, might be prospective parents who are also looking for a home. And I think one of the things that I uh, really cherish about this community that I, I hope will kind of be able to do, I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of home buying as like a young family, it's really important to be close to a park yeah, or somewhere that that's something recreational for your yeah. children, especially if you're going to be a stay-at-home parent. Yeah, or um, going to be at home a lot. Like you really need that green space, and it's it's crazy how mm. important it is. And mm-hmm. when we were living in Santa Monica or West LA, I mean, it kind of exists, but it's not. It's not. They didn't really have a playground. No, but you could walk around the neighborhood, which is fine when you have a newborn and you're just yeah, like, you're just like ergo baby, right? You're stuff. baby carrying, baby wearing your child, and you're just taking a walk because you know they're close to your body. You don't have to worry about them um, getting into like danger's way. But when you have a toddler and they're like, okay, I can tolerate the stroller, but I don't love the stroller. Mm-hmm. I need to get out and like start walking, do my own thing, uh, right? Know? You wanna, you wanna be able to have this walkable path where the kid will like, you know, yeah. might be might run down the the pavement, but you're not like screaming in fear, right? Like, yeah, West LA, the sidewalks were actually pretty bad condition, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I just imagine Valerie like walking and tripping like every five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> like I could see that happening. Although maybe that'll improve her. Uh, agility and balance or something I don't know uh, yeah but yeah she is one that actually loves to just run and fall a lot but it's, it's not a huge yeah. uh I mean it's not a huge con if you're not 
like super close to a park because you can you can always drive to one but it's such a plus to mm. be able to just walk yeah be able to walk around the neighborhood so and you get some exercise too some fresh air yeah it's yeah we we got really lucky because we we were not considering that mm-hmm. but yeah i just stumbled onto it um yeah like and what you said like if you're going to be at home a lot, which is everybody these days, mm-hmm, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the pandemic, um, parks have been even more important. And I'm glad that, you know, the government or the the, local, the state government was, you know, retract or retraced from their decision to close those parks. Oh, yeah. I was livid. Yeah. I'm like, so why? Upset. When they initially, stupid. yeah. Why would you do that? Kicked families People aren't getting coronavirus at parks if they're all wearing masks and it's outdoors all right well the one thing that i was really upset by is in the bay area in order to own a home and where in the area that we're in it's it's over a million dollars yeah like if we're being really honest with ourselves it's you gotta like be able to pay up 1.5 million or plus so um and and Yes, that's really expensive. But on top of that, those 1.5 million homes don't even have backyards. Mm. And of course, like you could try to do what you can to like try to play around inside the home. But it's so hard with a toddler that's just like wanting to run around and, you know. If you live in an apartment like we do, you just don't have that. You're screwed. Yeah, Yeah, it's so hard. And then, you know you have your neighbors downstairs that are like, dude, I hear the toddler running around and jumping all the time and dropping stuff on the ground. And it's like, well, welcome to the Bay area and apartment living. Like, yeah. So all this to say, very thankful that ended up, I don't know who did it or who convinced governor Newsom, but thank God the parks are open. So, um, yeah, I guess this was, I mean, I don't even know if we have time to really talk about the work from home and stay at home parent situation, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, I guess let's would be a segue into. Yeah, like um, now that we it's been what four or five months into this where we're living now, and our lives have mostly stayed pretty consistent, and you know, like a daily life would be wake up around seven thirty to eight to Valerie's like crying usually or just Mm -hmm. she's waking up and sometimes wake up before her sometimes don't and um but you know get her get her up get some milk you know change her and then we'll have breakfast Mm -hmm. and then close to like 9 30 10 you'll go to the park or get ready to go to the park and then I'll start work Mm -hmm. um and then work for about an hour and a half two hours and then lunchtime Mm -hmm. And then some more work for me, and then nap time. Nap time from one to like two thirty or Never, three. Yeah. Um, and then you'll spend a lot of time with her in the living room and in her room, reading books, reading books and stuff. Yeah. And and then dinner time. It's like pretty cyclical. And then it's clockwork. Yeah, it's total clockwork. I'm surprised that I've haven't gotten like sick of it, but I think having Valerie and seeing her like grow, and then also seeing you grow too. It's you know, I'm not bored at all. You know, it's actually impossible to get bored when you have a baby, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But yeah, the work from home experience largely has been pretty good for me. Good. um, And something I actually read online recently 
about this study just like well the reason why we wanted to talk about this yeah I, i saw this study about like comparing the different experiences of work from home like whether you're just a single person or family with older children or family to working fa- parents like the experience differs very greatly but one of the like the demographic of having a family with one homemaker the study was saying generally these groups have done well and mm-hmm. been able to enjoy the work from home experience and i think that does it is consistent with our experience um you know having catherine be able to take care of valerie allows me to focus on my work um and then i'm just there to like help her when i need to and unless i'm in a meeting i can usually stop what i'm doing for at least like 10 15 mm-hmm. minutes and like i'll just work at night honestly mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. what i've been doing like i'll work less during the day so i can support mm-hmm. and then i'll work for like an hour or two at night and like nothing it, nothing misses a beat you know right. my work is totally fine and then during nap times i'm able to do grocery shopping and stuff like and that different errands yeah, and, and stuff yeah. yeah and if she wakes up and then i'll just like take care of her and it's totally fine mm-hmm. so yeah it's been good i'm very it's, thankful it's really it's really coincidental how this whole covid thing happened because mm. um as we were planning to make our move up to the bay area the the initial plan you know pre covid was Okay, Mark will go into work at the office and then I'll be staying at home with Valerie like 24/7, yeah. you know. And it's funny because in theory, or I think before you become a stay-at-home parent, you think like, yeah, that's the goal. The goal is to stay at home, you know, give my full time and attention and and really teach my child how to become a human being. But then it never really clicks that like taking care of a toddler even by themselves is like really really difficult and it's yeah. it's so funny how much i underestimated like yeah we we thought it was like a given right right like, oh this will be great for you to just take a year like, off and especially because i have experience working with toddlers <laughs> you know being a former montessori teacher and yet like i'm like really on the struggle bus every day even with mark's help and it's so funny because you can't know what you don't know yeah So beforehand I'm like dude piece of cake being alone with one child is going to be fine. It's and, just one. And right? I thought I was mentally prepared because I have I I know other people who are stay at home parents who I see like you know surviving and thriving and just like you know my kids potty trained because they stayed with them all day and they got there you know mm. and And the idea of that just seemed like really beneficial having that bonding time and then it's like I get into this situation and I'm like oh my gosh I am ready to go back to work even though I have Mark's emergency help. Mm. It's like jeez the things that hard. I could do from like being able to work, you know, mm. send Valerie to daycare and then I'll have like true independence and like time to myself. Mm. Um even if it's like in, like really not time to myself it's it's actually working at least I'd be making money and um this was a huge dilemma for us because as I talked about we were looking into home buying and one of the challenges that we face is that even though I'm still technically employed by my district mm-hmm. uh I'm not making any money because mm-hmm. I took a leave, leave of or, absence yeah, and As long as I'm not making money even though I'm technically employed, I cannot use my own salary towards 
um, a pre-approval for mortgage mm-hmm. for a mortgage loan. And so, uh, why am I talking about this? It's because I, at the beginning of the year, I did ha- kind of had an opportunity to possibly work from home, and uh, I really mulled over that decision because now that we are talking about home buying and thinking about mortgages and stuff like that, it it seemed very like like opportunistic. Uh, opportunistic. Like mm-hmm. I need to do this. Like if we want to be future homeowners. Mm. Um, But eventually we came to a decision that, you know, during COVID, we don't really have trusted daycare or uh, um, some kind of like, yeah, care for Valerie during this time. And yeah, eventually it just came down to me just staying at home. Mm -hmm. Like we've been living and um, it really did work out for the better. And even though I can't use my salary towards, you know, a mortgage, I think that people are correct in saying that this is time you're never going to get back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I'll really cherish the memories yeah. and the moments I've had with her thus, um, you know. Yeah, I think... At this point. I feel 100% the same way in terms of, like, me being here basically with both of you the whole time. Um I'm very thankful. Like, I don't think that me being in the office, I would choose that over this situation, like my current situation, because yeah, the office might be nice. We get more work done, and it's like I don't know, get better performance rating. I don't know why that's better. Maybe mm-hmm. free food, whatever. But it doesn't give me the time to like be with you guys, be with. Valerie as she says a new word or something mm-hmm. or does something funny and mm-hmm. cute, you know, like it's definitely time I'll never get back. I'll, you know, it's really cherish. And it, it actually does change my own like calculus or like way of thinking about the future too. And I'm really thankful that our empl- my employer will probably allow this once everything kind of settles down and we're get to work from home like twice a week, maybe mm-hmm. like, I'll take that because mm-hmm. I, I, who knows what, where if you know you'll be working or they're at daycare yeah, or whatever. The I, but will present. you know, like if I can be here to help and be around family, like I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Especially if I can do my job just as well at home as I can in the office. So mm-hmm. yeah, like this work from home thing has been a very interesting, and I'm thankful that you know, the work hasn't been too stressful and been able to like contribute and grow and kind of get acclimated to Mm -hmm. the work culture and stuff. And I mean, it's been good. It's crazy because it's ultimately been a positive experience, especially like whenever Valerie's like hitting a milestone, it's like, like I don't have to be texting or calling or like trying to record a video to send to Mark while he's at work. I'm just like, Mark. Look what she's doing. Look what she's saying. It's so funny, you know? And um, yeah, like when can we ever, like even in the future, I'm kind of lamenting the idea that I won't be able to do that for maybe a future kid Yeah, if we had one. And and I've I've heard about that. I've heard about um, parents saying that, you know, I stayed a long time with my first kid, stayed at home with them, and then the second came along and it just had to go back to work. And Mm -hmm. and there's a bit of like a 
like a mom guilt with that or mm. you know or rather like a parent guilt of not being able to be there for all of your kids milestones but mm. um that's like yeah when are we ever gonna be able to experience that yeah. it's crazy i can't help but to think like some like valerie is in a not unique to her like people like her peers but like outside of this time period it'll be a very unique situation there's a lot of kids her age right now, babies, are having the uh, fortunate, you know, to be able to be with their parents a lot. Mm-hmm. And what that kind of effect will have on this generation of kids. I'm really, like, interested to see if there's any sort of effect. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, Valerie, for her whole life, we've been there, like... 90 to 95%. Okay, except for the six weeks that she did attend to daycare. She was in daycare for six weeks or like, yeah, one to two months from January to like a little bit of March, right? But outside of that, we've literally have not been away from her. And I'm hoping, I know that that's going to do some, it's going to count for something and it's going to be like, she maybe she'll be extra clingy, but she'll still feel really secure and who you know, knowing that her parents would be there so much, so often, or whatever. And I don't know. I wouldn't discount the six weeks that she was in daycare though, mm. because she had crazy stranger anxiety, like crazy stranger danger before she went to daycare, and she hated loud noises. Yeah. And then after going to daycare, every time they had like an Amazon ring. At the daycare and it was like super loud anytime someone like hit the doorbell. And I remember her first day, she like kept crying every time that happened. It like would trigger her. And, you know, after she came out of daycare, she completely was adapted to like loud noises. And there are true benefits to sending your kid to daycare. Socializing, I think is really important. And if that's your like only option, like you need to work and you have to send your kid to daycare, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Just you know, send your kid to daycare, but... We loved it too. Like, there were days where you didn't go in, or you were on break or something, and then we went out to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so nice. We would go to, like, Sato, because I didn't work that far Go to, like, there. a really nice sushi restaurant yeah. on Sato. Oh my gosh. Sushi Gen? Was that what it's called? No. Uh, no. Sujita? Oh yeah, Sujita Sushi. Sushi Sujita. Yeah. And yeah. we went oh, to the regular so Sujita, good. and then the other one. Oh my gosh. Definitely miss West LA Japanese mm-hmm. food, but yeah, going back to the work from yeah. home, stay at home <laughs> experience, um, it sucks because I can't really speak truly or genuinely about you know being a true stay at home parent mm-hmm. because I I do have this extra help, but yeah, it's it's not easy and we've adapted and we've actually grown quite comfortable in the situation that we've we're in. Yeah. I mean, like if I, now I don't know what going back into the office will feel like. It feels like forever ago, but if I had to do this for the rest of like career, I I feel like I would be okay with it, honestly. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it's kind of annoying still at the same time, like all the, video conferencing and people interrupting each other it's like <laughs> oh i'd rather just be in person and talking to you but can whatever. i talk about a random benefit i'm sorry i just cut you off no but it's, I, okay. it's on my mind and it's <laughs> happens so all the funny. time over video conference it's like every conferencing anyway uh we recently got these like new like t- 
toddler Korean books. Oh, yeah. They're so good. And Valerie loves them. And it's so funny because being Korean American, our Korean isn't the best. Yeah. But <laughs> it's slowly improving. Not only is Valerie learning some Korean, I am also learning some Korean through these toddler Korean books. So shout out to that. If you are a stay-at-home parent and you need to learn some Korean, I would highly recommend picking up a few beginner or even baby books. They're so informative and educational. I'm trying to remember what like Ladybug in Korean was because I saw it and I was like, oh, I never knew that's what it was called, but I can't remember it. Mudang Bolle. I knew it was Mu something. (laughs) Mudang Bolle. Because it's like in every Korean book. Like, geez. I don't know. Zebra. Uh, Something mal. Oruk mal. Oruk mal. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, but I am learning these things, which is cool. Also, another great little toy we have from our friend who got it in Korea, but I think you can oh, get yeah. it in the States. Shout out like, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. It's like this pororo. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a music toy where you put in little cards that decode or encode like different tunes and songs like right. so yeah it'll be like a letter of the korean alphabet and a vowel that's highlighted for this word and then you stick it in and it'll just say the word but if you flip it over it'll do a song mm-hmm. with that word in it mm-hmm. and there's like 35 40 of them i would say even 50 yeah, there's, there's a so lot many of, of these cards. cards so there's like 50 different songs to choose from and valerie being the dj she is she'll never <laughs> let a song finish and she'll just keep dun, pressing dun, the button dun, dun, dun. it's funny <laughs> I have this one song stuck in my head. It's like ka ga 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 bang na 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 bi na 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 and it gets stuck in my head. I can you not? I think it's making my Korean better. So I know so many more Korean nursery songs than American or English ones now. Like it's so catchy. Yeah, they are. I feel like a lot catchier. Yeah, more. Yeah. There aren't really modern More addictive American than American. Ones. Yeah. Because they're all like right. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. You know, In Bitsy Spider, Mo McDonald. Like these things have been around forever. I think I it think needs be, a, a refresh. Yeah. Well, and then uh, there is controversy behind the Baba Black Sheep song, which oh, yeah. is a whole conversation for another day. But yeah. Anyways, super random. If you're a stay at home parent trying to learn Korean, I would highly recommend in investing a few of those books. Yeah, and these books, I love them. And shout out Stella for recommending them. She uh, was the one yeah, that she recommended them, right? like the the taller books that yeah, that Valerie like really likes. Really durable, mm-hmm. so Valerie can't really mess them up they're or like rip board them books. or tear them. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. they're just really thoughtful. And they're and very creative. interactive. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of Velcro and little flips, and yeah, yeah it's it's really things. interesting. Um, I would definitely give props to Korean people because I think they know how to like really get children on those books. But yeah, maybe that's why like Korean babies are like have that aegyo or that cute behavior. It feels like it's kind of like. I don't know. You know what's weird too about the Korean language? It's like, I don't know what it's called, but those, those words that. That makes sounds. Uh, onomatopoeia. But yeah. I don't know why it, what it's in. Korean. There's like so many. Yeah, that's one of the. The Korean language has so many. Like, like it's not just banjak, banjak, but there's bonjak, bonjak. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, 
I think we're in a good place to move on and close it out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, we're in January. You know, it's getting colder, but it's still not too cold here, which is nice. And yeah, for the time being, we've been uh, we'll probably be doing a lot of the same, but but which is great. And hopefully, we'll be able to continue to. Record some of these episodes for all the listeners out there, and also just for our own, you know, posterity, our own memories, and who knows, Valerie and maybe her future sibling or siblings can listen to this and be like, "What the heck are Omapa doing? It's so weird like, <laughs> talking about us, talking about me." <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's good to be back, mm-hmm. and we are yeah all thankful to sharing this experience with you all yes um i think that's it are we gonna end it up with a a memory a childhood memory do you have any that you wanted to Um, share can you go first okay yeah yes i'm ready okay it's kind of a it's kind of a rant (laughs) okay but not on my parents okay so we recently started watching reply 1994 and Oh yeah. Yes, we good. are behind really the good. times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an old one, but it, I think it's a good one. It's oh, really manna. funny. And uh-huh. anyways, one of the characters I'm really disappointed with one of the characters in it. It's Pingure. Yeah. It's and kind he, of eh. Eh, yeah. And so his character is from the region that my mom is from. Mm-hmm. Um Chungcheong Bukdo. Bukdo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my mom is from that region, and I got really excited about this character because in reply in the reply series they usually speak with the saturi, mm. and he doesn't. It's like very subtle. And then I read some interview about how it was a very intentional decision to not really speak with that saturi, and I'm uh, like, and saturi means like an accent, yeah, country accent, accent, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. accent essentially. Uh, and the reason that I got so disappointed is because I remember that when I was growing up, my mom and I would always get sundubu mm. from this like particular sundubu restaurant. And my mom was speaking with a, wait- a waitress and the waitress was like, hey, you have like a really subtle saturi in, your, in the way you talk. Mm. And my mom was like, I actually do, which is something that I never knew or realized because mm. of course I only learned Korean from my mom and I didn't really know that her Korean was a, a little off and mm. I remember like specifically the waitress was like oh you're from this region Chuncheongbukdo or wherever so I'm, I don't know if I'm butchering it or not and my mom got really excited I was like yeah how'd you uh. know and she's like well you kind of talk slowly and you have like I just know it so um, yeah definitely a childhood memory that I kind of cherish because I wish that I knew what that sounded like. Mm. And so... Like the um, subtleties, right? Yeah. yeah. As I'm as we're watching Reply, I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish he would like really speak it so I could know like what my what my ancestors like yeah. talk like. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I'll have to do my own research and education <laughs> on it. But yeah. It's it's a cool memory that I think of fondly mm. because it made me feel like I had an identity, like mm. I came from somewhere. So yeah, that does remind me of a random story. I remember visiting my friend Joe's house 
and his dad was we're just like eating dinner or something and then his dad's like oh where's your dad where's your parents from and my mom i was like oh my mom's from i think originally from oh she's from seoul but she grew up in like oh sorry her family was like from busan that area and then my dad is from kwangju which was like you know southwest portion of korea anyway He's like, oh, okay, I, I, I can actually kind of hear it in your Korean. Mm. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I think, and my, my friend Joe was like, oh, generally children tend to copy their dad's accent or something. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, had no idea and didn't think much of it at the time. But now I think about it. And even though I don't know what my dad sounds like, it just sounds Korean. <laughs> but, you know, I do remember when we would, visit Korea and he's with his family like it comes out his mm-hmm. saturi and it, yeah it's just kind of fun or interesting like to re-experience it through the reply series well even like funny, crazier yeah. with the reply series is that the mom is from where your mom is from mm-hmm. that region Suzanne. and then the dad is from where your yeah, dad is from it's like so it's like really watching yeah like, but my dad doesn't sound like him like, oh not at all like, it's very Seoul Mar. Yeah. It, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, my dad's kind of normal, or like he picked up the, yeah. But it's know. fun because at times when they are talking, they'll kind of joke around and use their like mm-hmm. natural accents, which is kind of cool. Even though your mom mostly grew up in Seoul, right? She, yeah, I think her whole life mm-hmm. until she moved to the States. So, so she's like more of a Seoul's Haram person from Seoul, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a. Just learning more little Korean stuff, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. parent stuff, pandemic life stuff. It's It's funny because if I were working, I wouldn't have any time watching dramas. It's crazy. uh, If I were teaching right now, I'd be like lesson planning instead of watching dramas. So it's been nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. It's good to be back, like we, you know, talked about, or you know, we've been just, you know, rambling this whole time. But yeah, thank you so much. We hope that you will, you enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.